Good morning, Tuesday morning. There's a little Nancy Pelosi for you, but no, it's me, Dave Rubin, and this is the Rubin Report direct message for October 13th, 2020. As of this very moment, people, today, October 13th, we are now three weeks away from the big election. It's happening three weeks from today. Obviously, some people have done early voting already. Dead people are voting. Ballots are being chucked in the garbage. All sorts of craziness. If you think it's been nutty, as I've been saying, people, I got a nut factory to sell you because it's going to get even nuttier for the next three weeks. Uh, we're going to be covering three stories today. One of them, I don't know if this is a, a story, a news story, really, or just a personal adventure I'm going to tell you about. But on Saturday, this past Saturday, I was driving through Beverly Hills and we were on our way home and suddenly out of nowhere, there was an absolutely massive Trump rally. So we stopped and got out and I went to the rally with a couple friends and it was seriously interesting and eye-opening. I've never been to a Trump rally, so we're going to play a little video. I'm going to show you a picture, tell you a little bit about what went down at the rally. Uh, the second story we're going to cover today is, uh, well, it's, it's breaking right this very second, which is that the confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett uh, is happening right now. And, you know, the senators are all asking very serious questions and it's a serious thing that's happening. Of course, she will be confirmed. We know that the numbers are there. So it's just sort of all theater and you know everyone is doing the usual oh i believe this four years ago but i believe this now and rgb's dying wish was that trump not to not to nominate somebody and blah and it's like yeah we're not governed by wishes we're governed by the constitution which is i know very upsetting to a lot of people so we're going to talk about that and then uh we're going to talk about this other thing which you may have heard but there was an nba season i didn't watch any of it and apparently the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James won the championship on Saturday night, and then all hell broke loose downtown near the Staples Center here in LA, and I guess coronavirus has been solved because thousands and thousands of people were out there, many of them without masks, and they were celebrating by, you know, destroying cars and cr cracking windows and, you know, beating people and all sorts of stuff. It was very exciting. And somehow nobody in the mainstream media seems to want to call this a super spreader event. Uh, but, you know, if, uh, if 10 people try to go to church, it's a super spreader. So, uh, so we're going to talk about that. Before we get to it, guys, uh, today's direct message is brought to you by the good people of Built Bar. And I got to tell you something. I, as you know, I'm <laughs> very into fitness, as you know. I do try to do cardio every day, and I lift a couple times a week. Uh, so the Built Bar people sent me... Uh, a couple cases of Bill Bar, and it's actually pretty freaking delicious. Some of you know I'm a big, I'm a big peanut butter guy. Uh, the Bill Bar is a new protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It really does. Um, they're super tasty. They come in 18 flavors. Uh, my personal favorite, as I just said, is the peanut butter. They're 100% covered in chocolate and include both nut and nut-free flavors and are soft and easy to chew. You know, a lot of these bars, you chew them and they kind of taste like they're like gritty and whatever. This is smooth and delicious. And with Halloween coming around the corner, it's easy to slip up, which is why Bilt Bars are the perfect alternative to candy for the health-conscious guy. Uh, I can actually lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. 
and the peanut butter one, you're getting 20 G's of protein, 170 calories, three G's of sugar, that's, that's pretty paleo-ish, uh, three net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code RUBEN and I'll get you 20% off your first order. Use promo code RUBEN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Good for bars, Built Go or Built Boost. And now back to me. All right, so this Saturday, I was driving through Beverly Hills with a couple friends and off Santa Monica Drive, we suddenly started hearing a ton of cars honking horns, people screaming, next thing you know, big Trump flags and American flags everywhere, and back the blue flags and people all over the place. And I was like, well, we are gonna stop at this thing. I have never been to a Trump rally. I've seen them on TV. I've seen people yell mean things to Jim Acosta at Trump rallies and I wanted to go see, I wanted to see, could it be a, a white supremacist rally here in Los Angeles? What's happening? So we, we pulled over, it actually was not easy to get parking because there were so many people there. So we had to park, I don't know, maybe like six blocks away and then walk over there. And the second I got out of my car, some, some guy walking with a big American flag, oh, Dave Rubin, how you doing? What's going on? Okay, man. Said hi to him, we walk over there, people keep saying hi to me, keep saying hi, which was not, not shocking. I mean, I, I know people know who I am, but I, I didn't know what type of person is at a, at a Trump rally in LA. It, it's almost like, it sounds like an oxymoron kinda. Anyway, I get to the rally and like people are basically mobbing me. It was, it was great, I love saying hi to everybody, of course, and I'm taking pictures and everything. There were hundreds of people with flags and with signs and they're having a ball and you're not gonna believe this, guys. There were white people. There were black people, there were Latino people, straight people, gay people. There might have been a trans person, I don't know. There were all sorts of people and nobody cared. There were happy people. Like everybody was joking around and happy and having fun. And there were, I saw a woman who had a Jesus uh, for Trump mask on. And then I saw there was a Jewish guy blowing a shofar. I mean, it was like, it was everything that is great about America really was there. Like putting aside whatever your feelings may or may not be about Donald Trump, like this group of people that showed up there was just spectacular and, and it was just great. I took a, a whole bunch of pictures with people. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because it wasn't just that these people were there and it was a truly diverse crowd in terms of diversity of skin color and the rest of it. Um, but the shocking part to me was not that I suppose that some people could show up for a Trump rally in LA in and of itself. The shocking part was that they were, had signs like honk if you support Trump as people were driving by. Now we're on Santa Monica Boulevard. This is one of the main throughways of Beverly Hills. It, it basically is the center of the center of Los Angeles. And it's right by Rodeo Drive and all the fancy stores, which many of them were destroyed by the tolerant good people of Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Um, but the amount of people that were honking as they were driving by, and you gotta keep in mind, these are people in LA who did not expect, I don't think, there to be a Trump rally, right, out of nowhere, and they're honking and thumbs up, and it was like, this is actually happening in LA. It was, it was quite shocking. So anyway, we, we had a blast there. It turns out the organizer, someone introduced me to the organizer, and it turns out that they've been doing this for the last couple weeks. Um, and of course, she's been attacked as being a racist and had some incidences, people you know, trying to like get her booted from her apartment complex and all, all sorts of nonsense. They, they do it every Saturday, uh, right in the heart of Beverly Hills. So if any of you are in LA, you might wanna just go check it out. 
Um, but you know, the point is that when, when these things are happening, the media either ignores them, right? Like I don't think CNN or MSNBC or anybody's covering the Trump rally in LA, even though you'd think that would just be like an interesting slice of life story. Wow, hundreds if not thousands of people show up to a Trump rally in LA, a lot of support on the street. Like, are there any Biden rallies? Like, I mean, I genuinely mean this. Someone please send me a video of a Biden rally. Every now and again, you see like four people holding up a, a Biden sign and some campaign surrogate comes out or Biden comes out and you know forgets what state he's in or whatever it is. Um, but the, what struck me was the joy and happiness and fun that was there and like truly the love of America that was there versus well, A, there are no Biden rallies, as I'm saying, there just aren't, where just like spontaneously people get together to support Biden, they just don't exist. But even when we've seen, you know, like some, you know, the BLM rallies or the Antifa rally protests, murder sessions, whatever they are, like think about the anger and hostility and that no one would carry an American flag there or anything else. It just really does show you how the two sides really have veered off and what, I think everyone has to do right now, if you're, if you're gonna be a functioning citizen in America, is look at these two things and go, which one of these things is closer to something that I wanna be part of, a, a future that I wanna live in? And I think it's becoming obvious. And I just, you know, if you're one of the people that's you know, going, oh, but the polls say this, or the experts say this, it's like they got it all wrong last time and I'm pretty sure they're gonna get it all wrong this time. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not. But anyway, it was, it was just, it was just a, a happy, fun event. And that's counter to the narrative that you would hear that Donald Trump is supported by white supremacists and the rest of it. There were three young black girls ran up to me and said hi, and oh, they watched the show and everything. One of them had a shirt. It just said, you ain't black. Mean, and which was sort of like the takeoff of Biden's line. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. And it's just like, Man, nobody cares about that stuff. Nobody cares about that stuff. So anyway, if you happen to be in LA next Saturday, they do this every week in, uh, in Beverly Hills. Uh, all right, let's move on to, to some of the stuff that's happening in the world right at this very moment. So as we're doing this right now, ACB, ACB, we went from RGB, now we've got ACB. Uh, the confirmation hearings are happening in the Senate. And uh, I wanna play you a little bit of her opening remarks uh, this is actually from yesterday. These are some of her opening remarks, and she says something that I think is, is pretty interesting and important. Let's take a look. More than the style of his writing, though, it was the content of Justice Scalia's reasoning that shaped me. His judicial philosophy was straightforward. A judge must apply the law as it is written, not as she wishes it were. Sometimes that approach meant reaching results that he did not like. But as he put it in one of his best known opinions, that is what it means to say that we have a government of laws and not of men. In every case, I have carefully considered the arguments presented by the parties, discussed the issues with my colleagues on the court, and done my utmost to reach the result required by the law, whatever my own preferences might be. Okay, so the line there that I, that I think is particularly important, I wanna read it back to you exactly, is a judge must apply the law as written, not as the judge wishes it were. Sometimes that approach meant reaching results that he did not like. And of course, she's talking about uh, former, now deceased 
Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. Uh, what's interesting about that is I think it sums up so much of what is sort of wrong with the dialogue, the whole thing at the moment, which is that a lot of people just want things to be a certain way because they feel it should be a certain way, they feel they're right, and it should just be a certain way, and that they're gonna make it happen under any circumstances, which is why there is such a feeling of just burn it all down, and, and just in the last couple of days we've seen even more statues torn down, and I think it was in Portland yesterday, a statue of Abraham Lincoln was taken down. Call me crazy, people. I thought, I thought Abraham Lincoln was one of the good guys. I mean, not only did he free the slaves, but you know, killed all those vampires. I mean, the guy has done a lot of stuff, right? So, uh, but but that feeling of oh, I just want something to be a certain way. So if I don't get it, I can burn everything down. Uh, which, as you guys know, I've often likened this to what Cobra did in GI Joe when their plan wasn't working. Every GI Joe ended with Cobra Commander destroying the whole thing, if I can't have it, nobody can, and that's sort of what the modern left has become. Um, a judge must apply the law as written, not as the judge wishes it were. Now, what that means is that you look at the laws, you look at the Constitution, you look at the Bill of Rights, and you say, what has been written here? And then if you want to amend the Constitution, there are ways to go about amending it. Uh, not everything should be done by executive action, and you guys know my feelings on all of those things. So anyway, there was a really beautiful moment uh, this morning during the hearings uh, where one of the senators is looking at her, a male senator, so this is automatically mansplaining, or is it mansplaining when it's a Republican woman being talked to, or is that only when it's a Democratic woman? It's very confusing how this mansplaining thing works. Uh, but he's sitting there and he's got a lot of papers in front of him and books and all sorts of information and his people have obviously prepared him very intensely. And, uh, and he says, well, ACB, wh what do you got in front of you? And she picks up a piece of paper and she's literally got nothing on it. I mean, this is gonna be the meme of the day for sure because people are gonna be writing all sorts of funny things on it. But it's just got, you know, like the letterhead from the Senate or something like that. There's just nothing on it. So that means she's just sitting there basically answering their questions off the top of her head. So, look, people have asked me my feelings on ACB. Um, my, my general feeling is that her quote right there is all you can ask a judge to do, that the, the law is what is written, not what you feel. And so this is all sort of theater when they're doing these confirmation hearings and they're trying to get her feelings about Obamacare, or they're trying to get her feelings about abortion or these other things. If a case makes it all the way to the Supreme Court that has to do with the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, or has to do with abortion, which ultimately would be Roe v. Wade, or any of these other things, uh, then it's clear that she, what she's saying is my judicial philosophy is I will look at what the law says and that's how I will apply it. That's very much in line with Scalia. And in effect, so she's sort of the, the replacement for Scalia. That does mean the court will lean a little more to the conservative side, obviously, because RGB obviously was a little more on the liberal side. Um, but all of these people that say this is the Republicans packing the court and everything else, it's like Trump did win the presidency. They haven't accepted it, but Trump did win the presidency. And then the Republicans have the Senate. That is, that is just the truth. So it's not packing. Everyone... Everyone is doing their job. And I read a quote to you guys about two weeks ago. RGB from a couple of years ago was saying, well, that the president is supposed to serve 
uh, for four years. He doesn't serve for three years, or he doesn't serve for three years and eight months. He serves for four years. So everything that you're watching right now, I mean, you, you probably shouldn't spend that much time watching C-SPAN right now because it's all theater. She's going to be confirmed. And, and I just want to say one other thing on this because I hear a lot of people saying, but, but Dave, you know, her record with gays, she's gonna, they're going to flip the gay marriage. They're coming for the gays. They always, I mean, they keep telling you they're coming for you. It is, I don't know of an instance in the history of the United States where the Supreme Court has decided to take rights away from people. Think of the crazed Pandora's box that would open up if they tried to actually take rights away from people. You're gonna nullify all these marriages, you're gonna kick it all back to the states, the, the legal craziness, on top of the fact that the country has moved on. This is like saying, oh, they're gonna take away women's right to vote, or they're gonna take away black people's right to vote. It just is not happening. The ship has sailed, and, and it's consistent with everything that we've done in the United States, States, which is that we've spread more equality to more people. I don't think a court that suddenly is, say, leaning a little more to the right is suddenly gonna uh, you know, basically say, okay, now we can take rights away from people. Um, I also think Justice Stevens, who was the deciding vote on, on the gay marriage case, you know, his idea of equal protection under the law, that was what his argument was, that all people, in essence, should be treated equally under the law. I think we can all agree with that. that it seems like that would be pretty hard to overturn. So I think everyone can calm down about that. If you can find one thing to calm down about, I would say that's it. Anyway, we'll find out what happens over the next couple days. Uh, but let's move on to the third story because there was an NBA season. I did not watch it. You know my feelings on this. I just do not need to be lectured by millionaires about politics when I'm trying to watch sports, which are supposed to be an escape from politics. The NBA ratings have been absolutely disastrous all season. And then the finals ratings were down by about 55% from last year and something like 70% since last time LeBron is in it. Now just try to, if, if you're just a basketball person, just try to back up for a second. LeBron is, is the modern Michael Jordan. Every time Michael Jordan was in the finals, the ratings were absolutely bananas. And the guy did amazing things to the point where people who weren't necessarily huge basketball fans just wanted to tune in for that. Uh, but this year, you know, you've got messages, social justice messages on the back of players' jerseys. You've got Black Lives Matter on the court. And people, people have just had it. They, they, they are just sick of it. Uh, there's been this ongoing battle between Clay Travis of Outkick.com, who's been on the show many times and, and is a buddy of mine, and Mark Cuban, who's the, the billionaire Shark Tank guy, also owns the Dallas Mavericks. They've been fighting for a while now on Twitter. Um, because Clay is basically saying, hey, go woke, go broke. This is, the, this is, the proof is in the pudding, right? Like, it's all right here. We're looking at the ratings, and Mark Cuban refuses to accept it. It's, it's kind of like, well, actually, the proof is in the pudding because even David Silver, who is the commissioner of the NBA, is saying, hey, guys, we're not going to be doing the social justice thing next year. So it's either that he didn't think it was a big deal, this, you know, <laughs> the white supremacy spreading throughout the United States or whatever it is. He obviously didn't think it was a big deal. Or he looked at the numbers and he was like, whoa, we are actually burning our own house down. And if you guys all want to be paid the millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? LeBron, you want that $15, $15 million a year check or whatever he gets, plus the endorsements and all those things. Well, we actually can't alienate our fan base because we do need people to actually watch this thing. And especially in a time of Corona as we're playing in a bubble and there's no people here, so we're losing all that money, like it still is a business. Well, in any event, 
The Lakers did win the NBA championship. Apparently, they played the Miami Heat. I did not watch a moment of it, although I was on, uh, on the roof uh, having a drink, having a little glass of wine on Saturday night, and we suddenly heard all of these, uh, all these fireworks throughout LA, so we did realize that the Lakers had won. It was either that or an impending invasion from China, and I just felt it was probably that the Lakers won. Uh, and then there's some incredible video. We're gonna play it for you right now. This is, this is downtown, uh, right outside the Staples Center, right after the Lakers won the championship. And as you can see, coronavirus has been solved. There it is, people. I didn't see anyone uh, on CNN, on MSNBC, any of the New York Times journalists or anybody else calling this a super spreader event. Uh, so I guess Corona's been solved. Now, uh, you know, if, if 10 Jews in Brooklyn uh, wanna celebrate a holiday, that seems to be a problem. And if uh, 15 people in Omaha wanna go to a church, that seems to be a problem. But apparently thousands of people uh, in the streets you know, attacking police cars. I think about 30 stores had their windows broken. You know, just all the usual stuff that we now see virtually every day for virtually any reason. Uh, there were a couple arrests. It sounds like there were about 80 arrests and the rest of it. But the point is the, the stupidity, the stupidity of the way the media treats us, where it's like they either won't show you that, like that doesn't make it to mainstream news really, like showing people what happened, because then it would show their obvious hypocrisy. So yesterday, Trump was doing a campaign rally and there were, as usual, there were thousands of people there. And uh, what's his name, Jim Acosta, CNN's main clown, he's there and he's got the mask on, okay, that's fine. And he's talking about how some of the people have masks and some of the people don't. And then the crowd starts cheering that CNN sucks and Jim Acosta sucks, it's, it's pretty funny. But it's like, he's talking about basically these people without masks there. And it's true, they're at an outdoor event and some of the people don't have masks. Um, I don't know at that specific event what the campaign decided to do, whether you all had to have your temperature checked or not or whatever, but people have made a, a choice for themselves and you can, you can judge them for that choice uh, and that's just fine, but people are making a choice for themselves. Um, yet they'll mock those people in essence. That's what Acosta is doing, right? And back to you, Wolf. It's, these people aren't wearing masks. Back to you, Wolf. And it's like, okay, we're gonna mock these people, but we're not even gonna show you or comment on the fact that thousands and thousands of maskless people were jam-packed in the streets in LA because that really can't spin that to be anti-Trump. And, and it's this asymmetrical warfare that I actually think in many ways is, is becoming a bigger issue than the political thing itself. In many ways, this election will come down to a referendum on the media and do people trust it anymore? And for all the talk of fake news four years ago, I think the amount of people that have woken up to, that have gone basically from woke to awake, as I like to say, is there's just no way of gauging it. It's not gonna show up in any polls and anything else, but when you show that you know, you're allowed to riot in the streets and you're allowed to burn down buildings and all of that if you're Antifa and Black Lives Matter, but then if you're in Brooklyn and you're a bunch of Jews trying to celebrate a holiday, that's a problem, but the other one's okay, or the, just the way the media treats it, not even just the way law enforcement treats it. 
or that if you're at a Trump rally, CNN is gonna call you out for not wearing a mask, but then they're not even gonna show you the video of what's happening Los Angeles downtown because those are not Trump supporters, basically. Um, it's that disconnect. It's that sort of fake news disconnect that I think is the problem. And I'm sure, I assume that uh, at least some of you read my book, and one of the things I talk about is the four types of fake news. And one type of fake news is that it's not just when they show you a, a headline that doesn't match the story or, or the headline is of complete fabrication. Those are the obvious types of fake news. But one of the types of fake news is the things that they won't show you because they don't fit the narrative. And it's like, I tweeted that, that video I tweeted out, it got something like 50,000 retweets or something. And then I tweeted, I, I tweeted it at Acosta and it got another 10,000 or something. It's like, so this guy sees this. I even said I'd buy him a cookie. My tweet said, Jim Acosta, I'll buy you a cookie if you share this video. But of course they won't. Of course they won't because they, they like narrative uh, more than truth. And that leaves me doing a show like this. So if anything, I thank you, Wolf Blitzer. I thank you, Jim Acosta. I thank you, Don Lamont. Anyway, guys, three weeks from today is the big election. Uh, we will be covering everything as it unfolds. There was supposed to be a, a debate this week. Then they wanted to do it virtually. Trump backed out. Hopefully, there'll be a debate next week. But yeah, it's going to be a crazy couple weeks. So stay tuned for more. And I look forward to sharing information with you as it comes across my desk and my crack notes, which are right here.